Holding the title of UFO capital of Scotland, the city of Bonnybridge racks up around 300 mysterious sightings a year. In 1992, the first sighting was reported by businessman James Walker, who claimed to have seen a star-shaped object flying low over the road as he was driving and blocking his path. Within a few years, an impressive number of reports of mysterious objects began to populate the local newspapers and put Bonnybridge on the map, with 600 sightings taking place just between 1992 and 1994. While Bonnybridge may hold the title for close encounters of the first kind, 15 miles southeast in the town of Livingston, one man holds the title for close encounters of the fourth kind. A little over a decade before Bonnybridge became known as a UFO hotspot, a forestry worker had a harrowing experience that, due to his credibility as a witness, was filed as an actual case of assault by UFO. This case file joined the theorists as they tried to grab this mystery by the big steely balls in the Robert Taylor Incident. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 153, the Robert Two. Taylor UFO Two. incident. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Hold on. Hold on a second. Is this 152? No, it's 153. But first off. What? No, 152. What's going on, Zell? Are you recording this from 1945? <laughs> I stepped in the sun and uh, took, I, it scorched me. I think he's a been bloodlusting. I got charcoal. He hasn't had. You haven't had blood in a while, have you? <laughs> it's been a. It's been a dry summer. The tourists are not yeah. in town, and I've lost all my color. Zan not, has Zell has an iron deficiency. I have, yeah, something. <laughs> I have a medical condition un, uh, un uh, discovered. This before we get into this case file anything, uh, I had a looking into this Robert Taylor UFO case. I had an epiphany, and I wanted to ask you guys about it hypothetically say if you guys got abducted by aliens mm-hmm. right get beamed up into a spacecraft right zipped around whatever you know maybe they cover you in sex jelly whatever one of the you know stereotypical <laughs> alien abductions sure but the travis walton story something like that how are you guys handling it you know because we we talk about we you know i we've i i've personally said a lot of times that i give a cr- lot of credit to people who don't you know, monetize from it or that, you know, where it doesn't, like it doesn't, they don't gain from it. But what do you guys think you're doing? Are you, are you letting the world know or are you just kind of keeping it low key? I think it depends on the severity of the abduction. Like you're fucking abducted. Zell, you're abducted. I got zapped by like, like Travis Walton. I got flung across the field. It turned my handshakes into jelly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is that what we're talking? Yeah, that. Yeah, like you've 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 seen them. Well, in that case, for me, because I at because we've seen this firsthand, it fucks you up so bad, like physically and mentally, that you can probably no longer gain normal employment. So at that point, you almost have to turn to telling your story for monetary gain because you don't have another option. So if I got scorched that bad and I couldn't shake hands anymore and I could barely walk around, 
I probably have. But do you take it? Do you take it to his gimmicky of a fucking no step as Walton did? I, I hope not. But what if I'm? What if I got rattled that hard that my I wasn't the same person after? And then I don't know. Yeah, but he's ho- fucking. He's hosting Burning Man in the desert for aliens, basically. Well, that's cool though. Yeah, I guess I don't. But has anybody seen anything? Like it seems just he's making these fucking promises that I don't know. Okay, Andrew, what would you do then? If I got abducted by aliens? Yeah. I wouldn't leave my house again for the rest of my fucking entire existence. <laughs> That's ever. it. Never. I would they wouldn't go outside. There would always be a roof over my head. And hide <laughs> under my bed. It would not be good. Yeah, but we we know they float in too, right? They just they'll fucking Oh, come that's the door. right. Yeah, there's no there's no you can't you can't stop it. Yeah. Oh man. I'd be that fucking I'd be in a straight jacket in a insane asylum just fucking go nuts. <laughs> Wriggling. Uh, Dan, what about you? Definitely depends on the nature of the abduction. If it's one of the, uh, if it's a um, Travis Walton one, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to look at it from a different angles. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would go as far as hypnotic regression because I'm not a hundred percent on that, but. What do you mean? You, uh, you, you don't trust Dr. Sprinkles. <laughs> you don't want Dr. Sprinkles to come over here and find out what happened I don't even like you? sprinkles on my Sundays. <laughs> That's blasphemy. See, I always thought, like looking when I was thinking about it, I was I always thought like I I really respected the people that kept it low key. But then looking into this case, something struck me, and it struck me today, is that I don't know. I always thought like you know I'd try to live a normal life, like if that happened, and I would just keep it low key. But like imagine now for a second that the you have this experience and this happens. You are now in possession of like fact that is so rare for anyone on earth. Like, you know, there's for a fact, there's intelligent life. You know, for a fact, they're far more technologically capable. I imagine having information like that and then just coming back into the real world and listening to like trivial mundane shit. You'd be like, none of this fucking matters. Like, this doesn't matter. There's people living in the stars that are fucking way more capable than we will ever be. You don't know. Like, and I was like, I don't know if I could just sit and like go and do a nine to five after that. Like well, not to mention tough. too, like there's going to be some PTSD that comes along with that, especially these people who get fucking probed. You basically get diddled by some fucking UFO and you're supposed to go on, go on and live a normal life after that. That's yeah. going to fuck you up. Yeah. If it was that bad to the point where you were like, were the science experiment kind of UFO abduction, Alien abduction, and yeah, it would be. That's why I say the nature of the abduction would definitely make a yeah. difference well, or how see, you I, would I, see it or how you yes, react to it. I agree to that because if it was traumatizing in the sense where you're like, you're probed and experimented on, like you're definitely going to have a negative. But I'm just saying like knowing that information, regardless of how bad or pleasurable the experience is when you come back, you are now in possession of like, information that you have firsthand where you're like, no one might believe me, but I know there's, we're not alone in this universe. I know like you would have answers to these questions that people have. Right. And maybe not everyone would believe you or whatever, but like, how do you just be like, all right, well, I'm going to show up at the bank at nine. And <laughs> well, I well, think you plugging have, away for the man because we, if it was, uh, one of, to. if it was one of us though, that got abducted and we've been talking about aliens for years and years and we did say no something, people would be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Sure. Yeah, the Alien Theorist Theorizing podcast, who's been looking for aliens for years, has got abducted. Yeah, we could, that's trustworthy and no problem. No, no evidence, no photographs, no nothing. 
Yeah. Tough. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't, now that I think about it, like seriously thinking about it or considering it, it's, I probably wouldn't even say anything. I wouldn't bring it up in general conversation unless I were talking to somebody else who had an encounter or seriously believed they had an encounter. And I would still be casual about it. I still feel like it would just be something that happened. Like I wouldn't have a problem knowing because, you know, I, that's already my personal opinion is that we are very, I see myself. That's how I, you know, how I see, visualize myself or conceptualize my being is that I'm a very small part of the universe. And that if there's more stuff out there, I believe there is possibly a good chance that there's other things out there, whether it's aliens or Cthulhu, whatever, there's other <laughs> stuff out there. And it's like, if it were that happened to me and aliens came down and said, this is where we're, they showed me a little screen and like, this is where we're from. They pointed at that star and I'd be like, that's cool, bro. Like, <laughs> Sure. Neat. How tight would you be clenching? Oh, so tight. <laughs> but you got to think Airtight. like the majority of people, like think about this, people can't even turn to a vegan diet or start doing CrossFit without letting the entire fucking world know. Well, I wouldn't put it on Twitter. You know what I mean? People would be <laughs> harassing you with it every Dan's day. All, all capitals. <laughs> there would be fucking social media posts. Day 32 Person, since woman, my abduction. Man, abducted by abduction. aliens. Weak. <laughs> it's uh it it was an interesting thought i have because when we get into this case that's one of the things you're gonna have to think about is how robert taylor handled his abduction and you know and weigh it and i used to i used to think that was a way to do it but then i wasn't sure after talking but if you had this real experience how hard it would be to just keep it quiet like that anyways before we get into the robert taylor incident why don't we get into a little space news? That's basically how the universe is going to end. A slow, sad end to the Not universe. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Yeah. Um, scientists have, or you, I guess theoretical physicists, uh, have calculated that the universe will slowly fizzle out uh, in what's known as a heat death. And the universe will basically be only black holes and burnt out stars and trailer parks. That's all that will be. <laughs> trailer parks. Trailer parks that haven't been destroyed by tornadoes. A Tire sad, fire. sad, lonely, cold place. Just a bunch of supernovas, then fall into black dwarfs, black holes, and and then what? Then it just sits frozen forever? No expansion, no uh, life? Freeze solid into black dwarfs, and then... Until something bangs again. Something Pretty bangs much. again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the planets and stars start banging. And there we go. But uh, yeah, un- underwhelming. They've calculated it'll, it'll just... we Maybe we're in the slow fizzle right now. Who knows? Maybe it's already started. I mean, yes, it has it already started. It's heat death. It's just all the energy yeah. gets expended and then just yeah, saturated throughout the universe and then nothing else is around. Yep. If you've ever seen the doc the Doctor Who episode uh where all the stars burned out, that that's essentially what it will be like. Sad. <laughs> uh astronomers finally know what caused that mysterious dimming of Beetlejuice. Okay, hold on a second. Wait, First off, start again. Did you what? say Beetlejuice? Don't Beetlejuice! say it anymore. Fuck! Oh. You can't say it three times. Oh, we yeah, did. What the fuck? What, what are you fuck? doing here, Michael Keaton? <laughs> um, Dan's about to be taken. Yeah. 
The sudden dimming of one of the brightest stars in the night sky is a Betelgeuse. They think it could have been caused by dust clouds spewing up from its surface. Basically, if you remember, I think we talked about it on Space News months and months ago. Yeah. Betelgeuse was losing lumosity. Luminosity. With fire. You guys are playing with fire. You've said it way too many times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, damn. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you're the only one without a soul. So it's fine. That's true. I got this cool new EMF reader. So I'll I'll keep it scanned for Beetlejuice. Whoa, what was that? Well, as a we had a oh. we had oh. a beep on the EMF. That was yeah, weird. When you said he who shall not be named. Beetlejuice. Stop oh, it! Oh shit! It did it! <laughs> Stop doing it. I'm turning it off. That's creepy. Yeah. That's enough. Bastards. Ooh, I got shivers. Um, but basically they, no one knew why it was dimming. Uh, and now, and they thought maybe it was going to explode into a supernova. Uh, but now with the help of the Hubble telescope, they think it's super hot plasma being unleashed from the star surface and cooling in the outer layers of the atmosphere and eventually turning to dust, which blocks some of the light. So interesting, uh, interesting stuff. So it's a more of a scientific reason. Definitely not aliens is what they're saying. Yep. It's not a Dyson sphere. Not a Dyson sphere. Capturing all the energy of the sun for yep. maybe type, type if it's, two civilization. Nanotechnology, nano dust Na- from the aliens. And since uh since Beetlejuice is about seven hundred and thirty-four light years away, it happened in the beginning of the thirteen hundreds. Pretty much when it did happen. Yep, 725 light years from Earth. So there you go. Which is also when the Mali Empire reached its peak. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. (laughs) Um, The Pentagon has set up a new unit to investigate UFOs. The new... The new unit's going to be called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, or UAPTF. Um, Wait, I've heard this story before. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, just, is this not is it head by Scully and Mulder here or what? No. This is fairly new. This is like this is August 2020 news. No, I know I know the news is new, but I've heard the same story oh, has been coming yes. out for years. We had ATIP yes. and they had like those four programs in a row. It was like 2008, right? Start yeah, 2008 to whatever, 12 or 15 and then 2017 they broke the story first. Mm-hmm. And then they just said that they had a recovered craft that we haven't heard much more about. And now they right. got a new so when program. We're, when we're doing our case file 10 years from now, we'll be like, oh, secret UFO task force by the Department of Defense. Uh, <laughs> some videos that they took that may or may not be UFOs got released by some private organization. I don't know. Like it's it's gonna we're just gonna be backwards. By then it'll be probably Justin Bieber heading up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd be heading up CSIS though. He's Canadian. Yeah, to the yeah. to the Moon University or something. To Beetlejuice Academy. Stop um, saying it, Beetlejuice. The uh, playing with fire. But basically, what they've said is like they're looking for unidentified area phenomenon. But realistically, what they say they're really after is they're very concerned about chi- China is spying capabilities uh, using drones and other airborne means. So that doesn't mean it's not just for aliens, but um, aliens is definitely on there, but it's more for uh, spying capabilities, what they're looking for. So they say, Uh, what else we got? Uh, I think I can't remember if we talked about this one, but 
in Canada, anyways, according to uh, CTV, UFO sightings across Canada have spiked during the pandemic. Of course, everyone's got nothing else to do but stare at the sky. You're going to see yeah, everything. Drunk so. and look at the sky, yeah. yeah. This is what happens Hulk when you keep those eyes on the skies. We fucking told you. For we years. Told, you told so. us so. Almost we five years told now. told us so. Yeah. You look up to the sky, you're going to see some shit. So keep those eyes on the skies. Canadians are seeing some shit. What else? Uh, anyone else got any space news? Yeah, the last one we got to talk about is NASA powers up. We talked about it on last case file, I think. The Ingenuity Mars Chopper. They fired oh, up. Oh, yeah. It's Chopper. It's on its way to Mars right now, but they fired up yeah. lithium-ion batteries. Oh. <laughs> lithium-ion batteries. Oh. <laughs> it's not the tuba. Do it. I'm here. <laughs> My name is Thomas Aquinas. I should have known better when I said Chopper. When I said Chopper, I should have known. And what does he do? Okay, what about the chopper? (laughs) They fired up the batteries to make sure they work. How does the chopper work in Mars? Well, it just it just has it's gonna have bigger rotors that spin faster so it can get lift in the thin atmosphere. Pretty much. Okay, so you can get to uh, it faster, is what you're saying. Yeah, you you can get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. (laughs) Um Interesting space news. I was kind of curious about how that would work. Yeah, it, it's they're just firing it up, getting it ready, and it's the page on space.com says the electronics are in good shape. I mean, so far, it's, it's bound to be the first off-Earth chopper. Yeah, it's ready to rock. I mean, they were testing the... It's going to be running off of batteries and charging from the actual rover itself, then when it gets to Mars, it has its own solar panels, I'm pretty sure. And then it'll be charging off of those when it starts taking its flights. That's cool. Pretty neat. Um, now, before we get into the case five, I forgot one other thing. I don't think we have any more space news. But because of COVID, we've had issues with our shipping, which meant in June we didn't have a meat draw winner because everything was so delayed. So we are due for back-to-back meat draw winners. Do we want to announce that right now? So we have a new system. We have a wheel. Yeah. The wheel spins. <laughs> it picks a winner. All if you're double meat draw. If you so been, let's do the June meat draw first. Do we have them labeled? I don't no, think so. I just you can pick one. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick one here. Here we go. Meat draw. <laughs> Everyone, can you read that? <laughs> <laughs> can you read everyone's names around the circle? Did you see your yeah. name on there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Your name's on there. You can check. It, it, it doesn't and have... It's not on there. That means you're delinquent in payment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to... Here we go. I'm going to play... I'll play with some sound too. Spin that Spin it. wheel. Spin it. Oh. Who's going to be? Jaren... Tolbert. Whee! Jared Tolbert, June Meek Draw winner. June Meek Draw. Uh, let, let's get right in. So, Jaron Tolbert. Tolbert? Yep. Jaron Tolbert. Tolbert? Might Tolbert. be Tolbert. Might be Tolbert. Sure. Right Tolbert. into Jaron you know, Tolbert. 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 All right. Congratulations. Next. Next month, <laughs> yeah. July Meek Draw winner, supporting at $10 or more per month, spinning the wheel. Here we go. Woo, spin that wheel. <laughs> it's going to be 
Mr. Phobos. Mr. Phobos. Or Pobos. Could be either one. Pobos? Or could be Pobos. Congratulations <laughs> to the meat draw winners. There's some swag coming to you. That's the monthly exclusive. Exclusive. Mad meat. Do you see there's some meat coming towards you? Straight yeah. to your face. Mad sweat, <laughs> mad meat coming straight to your face. Yeah. Perfect. All right. The Robert Taylor UFO incident. Um, first off, who is Robert Taylor? Why don't we get into that a little bit? What do we know about Robert Taylor? What do we know? What don't we <laughs> know don't we about know? Robert Taylor? We don't know more than we know. Yeah. Uh, Robert Taylor was born in 1918. Uh, grew up in, he is from Scotland, and he is a World War II veteran. Well known. If you were to listen to Nick Pope in some videos about Robert Taylor, he's a war hero, impeccable man, Superman, greatest man of all time. No fault. No fault. Yeah, what happens no fault. if people have no idea who Nick Pope is? Can you? People who that? listen to our podcast know who Nick Pope is. He's a person alien. who's part of your podcast doesn't know who fucking Nick Pope is. Dude, he's he, an ancient aliens guy. He's he used to work for the UK Ministry of Defense, and he was in charge of examining their UFO files. And then he did that for a bunch of years. And he's been doing the UFO circuit, talking about it ever since. Yeah, he's See, been that's riding the cool. ancient aliens train. At, is he yeah. stealing wallets too? He didn't steal any wallets, but we did see <laughs> no. him. He's very frail like and small. Him. Quite small. He's a very man. super nice guy. Super nice. We met him nice. at Alien Con. And yeah. He's a very nice man. I lovely, no, lovely man. I got nothing but good things to say about Nick Pope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's smaller. Well, yeah. And then uh, along with Zell's thinking, he is smaller than you think he is. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a tiny human. You yeah. could, sh you could shot put that man across the room. He's very friendly. He's very nice. He's probably the only person who really talked to us. Yes, yeah, true. He did talk for a <laughs> that while. That seemed happy yeah. to actually be happy to be there. At um, so we know, we know he was in World War II. To the extent of what he served is kind of unknown. It's hard to find uh, reading his obituary and stuff. I mean, some articles he's labeled a war hero, but it doesn't really get to the extent of his military service. Right, but we definitely know that he is a from from what people have said about him, he's a pretty very normal guy. Went to church every Sunday. Uh, well known about town. Not the kind of guy to make up stories. He's a very you know people refer yeah. to him as just very no not a guy to very take no a nonsense. Piss, that's that's a he's, he's a fucking straight shooter, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Robert Taylor was working uh, in the what is known as the Deckmont Woods or the Decky Hill or Decky Law, uh, which is in uh, Livingston, West Lothian, Scotland in 1979. And he was there around 1030 uh, working alone, checking on the fences and gates around the well, area. See, and this is this right here. We got to stop right here because there's some definitely issues right here with this story because from everything we've read, do we know if this is 10.30 a.m. or 10.30 at night? It's, but pretty, here's the thing. It said pretty sure broad daylight. Bro is it broad daylight? Because some of the things daylight. I... Okay. Because I know there was discrepancies in the story where some of it... You know, some people said he was looking to fix a fence. Some people said he was looking for sheep. Some articles said that he was looking for trespassers. Some said he was just walking his dog. So it's like there was little things like that. And because it never really specified the time, I wasn't sure. But with but, the yeah, in the Discovery Channel interview or like the mock interview or like the mockumentary short one, it that's done in the day. So I think Yeah, the recreations all recreations put it, put it, posted in the day. 
Um, he was with his dog, so he was, you know, technically walking his dog. His dog was with him, a, a setter, a type of breed, uh, setter breed of some type. I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. So he remarked that he had sighted this type of object floating around. Once he came around one of the corners of uh, where he was checking, you know, one of the hills, he found this, what he described to be some type of flying dome shaped uh, object uh, about 20 feet in diameter is what he estimated. And this craft seemed to be hovering uh, over the ground uh, and out from it is from what he could describes. It dropped two large metal balls. It dropped two yeah. large submarine mines is what I pictured in my mind. Giant sprite right, so we do well, have some we do have some artist renditions or his renditions of what of what he is and these are what they look like. And I mean, um, they do. That's a good description of sea mine. But like when he said that, I wasn't like I didn't in my head go, oh, like they're sea mines because I was like that's the closest thing that you know he could describe to them as what you know as what he was saying. Like what the fuck? But the one thing I couldn't find in that I was trying to look up is how big these things were. These well, balls that dropped. Yeah, he does describe Brass the size balls. of them. He describes the size of the craft at like six and a half meters or something. But he didn't. I didn't really find anything conclusive about right. the size there are of the two ball. balls. They're about they're about three feet in three diameter. Feet. We're going to yeah. be talking a, little bit, a lot about balls. This yeah. this case file. Buckle oh, up. In. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. So these ball giant theorists. balls of steel. Yeah. Of some sort of metal. Silver object. balls glistening. Balls, balls of yes. steel. Balls of the mall. Uh, we're about, he said they were about three feet in diameter. So when, when they said they were spiked balls, what I, what I thought of was, uh, if anybody's ever seen the movie phantasm, giant phantasm balls, I have not, you've never seen phantasm. No, no. I've seen phantasm one through four. (laughs) Is there, there's a one through four. There's a phantasm. There's like one through four. I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. Uh, is it on shutter? It's, uh, the premise of the horror, they're bad horror movies. and But one of the premises is these giant spike balls, which kind of hover around and kill people. Uh, that's what I pictured. That Listen, was pull up a picture of uh, the coronavirus. Taylor. That's what I'm saying. Of COVID-19? Like, yeah, COVID-19. Pull Shit. up a picture and then let's let's go back and forth to what he described. Okay, give me a second. And what, coro- and what the COVID-19 looks like. That's all I'm saying. I mean, we're talking balls, spiky balls. That's right? not like the picture that that that's not exactly what COVID nineteen. Now pull up like, a though. picture of phantasm balls, and I know okay, well, that's what it really looks. We got a picture of coronavirus here with it's a uh, that's why coronavirus gets its name. It's a ball with a bunch of spike proteins on it, and that's how it attaches to your cells. And then yeah, it's he, supposed to look like a crown, basically. Yeah, is why the corona, yeah, corona. And then there, if you're watching on Patreon, there are there's the craft with the two spike with the two coronaviruses on the ground. That's what it is. All I'm saying, coincidence? <laughs> I think not. But no, ter- like ter- instantly terrifying. I couldn't, like, you walk in the woods, you first off, you're awestruck by this. And again, this is a, this is a military man. He would have some, like, wherewithal of, like, what the fuck's going on. And, like, you know, I, I bet he had a, quite a, a set of cojones on him himself. I mean, he could have been in the mailroom or in the fucking kitchen, but... No, I guess so. We don't know. Uh, another interesting aspect of this case is that he uh, immediately after these balls 
assaulted him is the only way really to put it. He was assaulted sure. by balls. Yep. Or ball salted, if you want to say. Oh, <laughs> um, it comes up in the new one. Wow. 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 So <laughs> they seem to release or there was like he remembers smelling a type of acrid smell. Uh, he yeah, a different Varying accounts are, uh, that he said it smelled like burning brakes or that it smelled like a, a choking type of smell to go yes. with it. So Very some theorists have yeah. kind of posited that either this these this gas, it might have been some type of gas released by these balls uh, or the craft itself. Ferret balls is what you're saying. Ferret yeah. balls. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I got Smelly, attacked by ferret balls. Stinky balls. Big stinky Metal balls. <laughs> Metal balls. Yeah. Spiky, stinky balls. Spiky, yeah. stinky balls. That's the story. So it, it also said, he also said that they, as they came near him at his hip level, these spikes or flanges essentially like reached out and grabbed onto his pants and started you pulling him. Pants, trousers. Trousers. Sorry. Trousers. Trousers and Dragged him and away. Sta- and, started, and started dragging him. And that's when he noticed the smell and that he couldn't really breathe. And that's kind of what the last thing he remembers. So the smell might have been some type of agent to like knock, knock him out? Some type right. of sedative. So, yeah, because he, he describes uh, smelling the smell, you know, and then he passed out. Or he says that he passed out because he seems to remember waking up and, and what he estimated to be about 20 minutes later with just no memory of what had happened. The craft was gone. The balls were gone. And he was uh, disheveled. Which I feel like he's completely pulling out of his ass because as someone who's been knocked unconscious many a fucking time, you have no idea how long you've been out. Absolutely no idea. How many, how many times have you been knocked out? Way too many times. That explains a lot. Way, way too That's probably why you can't tell the time right. <laughs> I can't tell the time. I can't record things properly. Can't, <laughs> can't use his computer. Say, you know what I mean? Every other word. Like, there's a lot of things I... Have trouble with. It's I can say photography though. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so can I. Photography. Photo- yeah. Photo- uh, photography. But it's it's interesting because he says he like doesn't remember anything, comes back disheveled, and he he gets up, he then walks back to his truck. I'm guessing his dog was with him the whole time, stayed beside him. Good day. Doesn't really yes. say. I was kind of curious about well, that because I'm like, yeah. He said the dog was like running around, very, uh, very distressed, seemed distressed, concerned, circling him, barking, uh, and seemed very anxious at, at whatever had happened. Which so, I mean, so I, it, it could have just that's what dogs do. That's a good dog, <laughs> stand by your side, protecting you. Right. If you it's, feel stressed <laughs> out, your dog feels stressed out. So I listen, mean, I was camping. I went camping this weekend. Believe it or not. And we're sitting around the fire. It's like fucking 2 a.m. And out of nowhere, you just hear Ax- like Axel's been gone for like 45 minutes, but it's fucking 10 acre property. It's okay. I don't know where he starts losing his mind. I have no idea where he is. So I go trekking into the woods with my flashlight looking for him. And next thing you know, he goes fucking like grease lightning past me. Oh, and shit. I'm like, oh my fucking God. So he was not concerned. <laughs> He's like, all right, buddy, peace. Good luck. See you. You're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't trip me on his way by being like, all right, bud. <laughs> so not all it's, dogs. Not all dogs are good boys is what you're saying. Not all dogs. Well, he's a good boy, but he's he's worried about number one and he's number he's one. He's number so one. I can't blame him. <laughs> yeah. It's 
See, so he we goes. Know who the alpha is in your house? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Ro- Robert Taylor. He gets up then, disheveled, fucked up. Doesn't know what time it is. He's also like when he does get up, he's he notes that he's very he's very uncoordinated. He's very drowsy. He's you know what I mean. Like he's he's definitely lost. He's been drugged. Some type of. He tries to yell for help and he can't, he seemingly can't talk. He's got no he voice. Can't get, he, he has no voice. He can't get words out. So he treks back to his truck and when he gets to his truck, his truck is dead. Well, yeah, he can't he, start it. Yeah, he gets back to the well, truck. Radio he tries a, yeah, he tries a radio too and that same thing. Like he just can't radio. So he tries to start his truck and just like many other UFO encounters, it seems to fry like electronics. So like the solenoid or something like do with the electrical system. He, truck Wilson will not turn over. Solenoid. Did you remember that from War of the Worlds? I sure when did. Tom Cruise is like, replace the solenoid. 100%. And then I've seen yeah. what War of, the War of the Worlds TV show coming soon. And then that, that double reminded me. So, yes. Yeah, that's chock full of solenoids, I bet, that show. But but um, that's interesting because then, so we, ha- we have a lot of hallmarks of a, you know, a classic UFO abduction. So, Robert Taylor then walks home. Right, he doesn't know what to do. He can't fucking talk. He's disheveled. He's fucking confused. I imagine he's scared. <laughs> I imagine he'd be fucked. That's up. the fucking like, thing to do back then, though, right? Like that's the seventies. It's the time of our parents. It's like you're walking home, uphill both ways, in fucking ten feet of snow in your father's pajamas. Well, you can't talk. Well, you just got assaulted by ass. UFO spike balls. Yeah, you just yeah. got fucking slapped by some balls for spike twenty balls. minutes, and. Now you're walking home. So he he gets home. His wife sees him. He, he slowly gets his voice back and he tells his wife and his wife is like, well, we got to fuck. First off, we got to call the police. Well, Let's he get the police in here. He gets home and he looks like he got he, his, like the shit kicked out of him pretty much. He's all muddy. His clo- yeah. clothes are torn. He's got scratches on his chin, mud all over him. Very pale, kind of like Zelly. Yeah. I'm gray today, actually. So thank yeah. you. He ashen. was great. Ashen would be the proper description. A- a- I'm very I ash skin. I got stuck in the sun a little ashen. too long. But yeah. like, obviously, she's concerned. Yep. Right. So they go to the police, and this is one of the interesting things about this because they go to the police, and God bless the police in Scotland. Yep. This might be <laughs> the only criminal investigation of aliens in existence. There's warrants out for aliens for this assault. Assault, brother. The cops listened to this story, looked him dead in the eye, and go, they did the balls did what to you? That's assault, brother. Criminal find <laughs> criminal assault by UFO. Yeah. That's they don't fuck around in Scotland. Nope. Mm-hmm. Took it very seriously, right? Yeah. Uh Detective Constable Ian Wark uh was the crime scene investigator, and he said that they when they went out there, uh they found what seemed to be these type of um it seemed to be what they what they judged to be evidence of something had landed there. They found these very, um, lo- like these strange looking marks on the ground. I uh, said so they're about like thirty two holes, which are about three point five inches in diameter, and there are also marks that there are also marks in the area that seem to have been made by. Uh, caterpillar tracks often they that look, you would find on bulldozers. Yeah, they look like a like a ladder. Which, like, if yeah, you're like tank treads, kind yeah, of. deep treads. Yeah. If you're like had like, yeah, like an aluminum ladder, you put it down in the mud and jumped on it and put it up. That's kind of what it looks like. But, but yes, that he, also looks like a caterpillar track. In a way, here's the thing: I 
the first thing I'll say about the tracks is that when I read that and I listened to it and I've heard it talked about, I gave that no credit because Robert Taylor himself never says this thing was on the ground. He says this thing was floating. He never says the balls that were dangling below it, they didn't touch the ground. They weren't dragging. So to me, when they go and they're like, oh, we see these marks, maybe they're from it. I don't believe they are at all because he never said it touched the ground. He was also unconscious for 20 minutes. Yeah, this is true. And, but he's also, he works in forestry. He'd be very familiar with like heavy machine like track. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And they even, they even went to ask uh, Robert or Bob's, Bob Taylor's Bob Taylor. uh, employer, Livingston Development Corporation, to see if they had machinery that actually matched with any of the things that they've, uh, with the the tracks that he had found in the area. And, you know, uh, the constable was quoted as saying that after examining every piece of machinery they had up there, they didn't find anything that matched. Well, mm. if you've never seen a bulldozer or like a giant like tracked like excavator or something, even if it's a small one and they roll through mud or like loose dirt, it's never a straight track because they skid around. So it's very rare that you get like a straight line unless there's like a, it's on a road or something and the road's muddy and you get, they just don't ever, well, it they is never a, turn. It, 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 here's the thing though. It wasn't a clearing. So that could very well be the case in this clearing is that whatever rolled through, rolled through straight. It's on a hill though, but, isn't it? It's on like top, up on a hill. It's in a clearing. It's in a clearing. Right. It's just hard to say because they had the police look and I can't imagine like, you know, I can't imagine the police just being like, all right, let's just chalk this up to mystery. Then if we didn't like they, they looked at the, they looked at all the machines that are in the area that would have been working and they can't, they can't match it. So that does give some, like it, it makes it interesting for me where I'm like, okay, well then what then would have done it? It's not like, you know, in 1979, everyone has access to snowmobiles and, you know, backyard skids like it, it, it wouldn't be as surprising for me today if you just found some tracks like people have argos and all sorts of weird toys and stuff not 1979 like it's that wasn't as common um, yeah and the and the police were also as puzzled as 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 we are because the police report at the time when they wrote it uh, they say that it just said that there's some sort of object of several tons is what they estimated had had stood where these marks were, but there was nothing to show that it had been driven or towed away. So potentially it could have been something that, you know, the craft came down, the balls came out, assaulted, <laughs> assaulted Robert Taylor, downed yeah. him. And then the craft decided to land because I mean, if he didn't observe it, cause why would you land your craft? If your aliens coming down here for to kidnap people, you know, why would you land your craft until like, the thing was down, right? You don't land your chopper un when you're going to tag, uh, when you're going to tag wildlife until you've downed the wildlife, right? It tranked it, yep. But tranked it you with know what the was interesting? No you know what I thought about when I, th when I heard this case and I first, like, read the circumstances of it? I instantly thought of fishing for some reason. Like, that's what came to mind. When you hook a fish, you reel it in, you take a look at it, and you're like, ah, let's send him back in the water. And you you kind of float him in the water a bit till he gets his bearings and swims away. Like some fucking bobbers came out, <laughs> hooked Robert Taylor. He got reeled in. He got knocked out. He got fucking fish bonked. <laughs> right? They took a look at him. They went, look at him. There's probably some aliens 
fucking holding out a Robert Taylor body in a picture. I caught a they've human got, this they've big. They've got a big ruler out. They've got a big yeah. ruler out next to him. <laughs> right? And then they cast him back. They probably shook his legs a little bit before they took off, make sure his pulse is going. And they're like, all right, that's a good day, boys. <laughs> so wait, you're, you're chalking this up to maybe a little bit of intergalactic fishing? Yeah, deep earth fishing. <laughs> so now he's fucking Big Mouth Bob Taylor? Yeah, Big Mouth Bob Taylor. <laughs> Another couple interesting parts about this investigation. It's probably one of the most thorough investigations. I know if you, if you look it up, it's definitely claimed to be that, or it's put forth as one of the most probably credible investigations because of the work that went into it. They actually took Mr. Taylor's ripped trousers and they were actually sent for forensic examination. But this was again, like Braden said, 1979 forensic techniques weren't, weren't as advanced as they are now. And so pretty much they just kind of looked at the holes and were like, yeah, something hooked and pulled him. Eh. And not <laughs> to mention that he, he did Robert Taylor, you know, from all accounts did have abrasions by his hips where he said these things ripped his pants. Right. So he, not only were the pants ripped, but he had physical abrasions of where he was, you know, these things, they didn't cut. It doesn't really say they cut into him, just abrasions. So I don't know if he was, if they rubbed him. There's, right, a, there's a little rough on him. And yeah, here, like, one question I have too, like, this is, so this, this, he lives in an area like right outside Edinburgh, right? Yeah. Yes. About so, 40 minutes, it's about 40 minutes west of Edinburgh. Like, today, Edinburgh really doesn't have that big of a population. You know, in the 70s would have been even smaller, and he lives in a fucking town a little bit outside of that area, right? Livingston. And yeah. I'm like, I'm Livingston. So I'm wondering if, you know what I mean? Like, People know Robert Taylor. He's an ex-war hero. And from everything we hear, he's just an upstanding citizen. People like him. It's a small town. So when he comes in and interviews with the police, the interview with the police, the police guy says, he goes, this guy doesn't make shit up. Well, exactly. Because they know him. You know what I mean? So how much of this like story are they buying? Because they're like, I I trust this man. I have no reason not to believe this guy. I trust him. That's why we're going to be fucking digging deep in here and, you know, taking everything he says and believing it. Is Robert Taylor like the Scottish Scottish version of Ron Pond? Is that is that how credible he is? Uh well did he solve anything? Did he jersey anybody? Did he kick alien no. ass? Did I don't he know. die All I know is 600 those, feet down those, to look at UFOs? And- those fucking balls wouldn't even have touched Ron Pond. That's he would have yeah, listen, both of them. Ron Pond would have taken a look at those balls, whipped out his own, and then been yeah. like and then it would have been a fucking reverse assault. Ball I'm battle. telling you, th- those balls would have sucked right back up into that ship after they looked yeah. at fucking Ron Pond's balls. Yeah. Well, nothing to do with that Frig ship. off, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Posers. Kick rocks. Uh, if you live in the area, actually, they do have uh, a UFO trail, which opened in 2018. Uh, you can take people to the actual spot uh, where he claimed to have seen this alien spaceship. Uh, so, I mean... It's a real place and people feel like it really happened. There, There's a couple of explanations out there or people who are skeptical of Robert Taylor's encounter. And they put forth a lot of explanations that even Hogwash, for me. Yeah. yeah, which are kind of like, Hogwash. like what? Well, there's, there's, there's a few that kind of make sense to me. And then I've kind of went off on my own kind of. Okay. Thought well, process for, on it, the first but, one I can write off is like. Okay. Wait. Wait. But just, wait. Just before we get into it, let's uh, let's take a quick beer break, and then we'll get into some of the oh, the, yeah, some perfect. of the theories right. around it, and then we'll uh, finish off with our, our conclusions. Finish. All right. Off we'll be balls. right back. 
Woo. All right, we're back. We're back, baby. Uh, so we're getting into some of the like skeptical reception. And like we said, this is an interesting one because the skeptics' theories are shite. Is Terrible. It a b- bird? Plane? Swamp gas? Yeah, there's like three. Well, swamp gas, you're not far off. One of them is like it is a mirage caused by Venus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which by Venus? Stephen Donnelly. Is Venus in retrograde? Is that what it is? I, yeah. Apparently, Venus in the daytime can look like two giant metal balls coming straight for your face. Like I, that, I don't think that's. The, I don't think mar- every anybody in the history of anything has ever. Listen, like, if you're a Scorpio and you're out in the woods in November, everyone knows you got to watch out for Venus balls. Okay, that's okay. I guess so. Okay, they rip your pants. Okay. I mean, are mirages even a thing? Like, I haven't seen those other than in Looney Tunes cartoons. I I just remember watching Bugs Bunny. Mirages only look like water. It's like heat. Yeah, it's like you could see a mirage and it might look like a a reflection of an object. A mirage doesn't fucking rip your pants and fuck you up. I've never been assaulted by a mirage, sir. (laughs) Hmm. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely one of the ones. Uh... What is it? What this are, what are is the other the, ones? Uh, Phil Fenton. <laughs> this is great. His only like accredit, like accredit, no credits. What do you say? Accreditation? What is this? What am I, word am I looking for, Dan? Depends what you look. Credentials. credentials. His only credentials are that he's a local businessman. And he published a report in 2013 speculating that Robert Taylor may have suffered from a mini stroke and had been exposed to harmful chemicals, which left him confused and disoriented. Wait, so okay, stroke, well, can I interject in that stroke though? Stroke and chemicals? Yeah, go for it. Why? Why does there need to be chemicals? Yeah. I don't understand that. Because listen, like, if you go because with, if you, local businessman Phil Fenton said so. Andrew, okay, well, are listen, you a local like, businessman? I, yeah, no, I am. You're yeah, not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But no, seriously, like you go through his <sighs> symptoms, right? Loss of coordination. The acidic smell in his mouth. And when he goes to try to talk, he's completely aphasic. Those are all fucking symptoms of a CVA. Hold on. And you're, you're saying a lot of $10 words. Yeah. What's, here. yeah. Like, what am I, C- what what's I CVA? What's, uh, yeah, what's CBA? And then what's the fucking aphrodisiac or whatever you're saying? Okay. Well, cerebrovascular thing- accident is a, another word, a fancy word for a stroke. Uh-huh. But the oh, thing no. is, the thing is oh, for me, sure. like, and then so, just like, yeah. nobody knows who Nick Pope is, but everybody knows what <laughs> CVA stands for. <laughs> it's a fucking basic meta. You get commercials telling you about CVAs. They say stroke. Anyways. They okay, say sorry. Stroke. My apologies. So the reason why I believe he's suffering from a stroke. Okay. Loss of coordination. Yep. Acidic taste in his mouth. And then he was aphasic, which means unable to fucking formulate words. Those are all mm. symptoms of a fucking stroke. Now, the fact that he recovered fastly leads me to believe that it was probably a TIA, which is a temporary ishemic attack, which is a mini stroke. Okay. And or TIA, as it, it's known. It depends now where we have either a blockage or a bleed in his brain, and whatever area of his brain is affected can most definitely cause you to hallucinate. If you're having a bleed in your fucking temporal lobe, you're going to be seeing shit. It's, it's fucking super common. So, yeah, okay. Braden has many strokes all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one right now. <laughs> but it's, seriously, I don't understand why that's so far-fetched. That, well, it, it doesn't seem um, that far-fetched now, Here's the I thing. Guess. It's a little far-fetched for me because explain how he gets so fucked up. 
because you fucking sometimes you can go into epileptic fucking seizures. But, what, there, but you're not ripping jeans. He could have. He could have ripped his pants. Have you ever seen With anybody act? Fingernails. Have you have you ever seen anyone actively seizing? Not to mention he's in yes. the middle of the. Yes, the, I have. Exactly. You saw somebody in the middle of a fucking superstore, not in the middle of the woods, with fucking rocks and wood and fucking sticks and shit like that on the ground. You know what? You know what other thing that didn't get reported? He didn't piss himself. That's how I don't believe he didn't have a seizure. <laughs> well, that fucking. Well, some people. We we Some know people, were dirty. It's it's common for people to fucking experience incontinence when they have a seizure, but it doesn't happen every single time. How about this? How about we did talk about him being in World War II? Is there anything to do with like some type of shell like, shocked? Yeah, PTSD potentially. I did, like you can go in you you can have a severe anxiety attack and hallucinate for sure. Could that induce a fucking CVA or not? Sorry, not a CVA, but some type of epilepsy? Yeah, I think it can. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's happened before. Now, what about so if you go with that the theory that it was like a medically induced episode? What about the tracks, the weird tracks that can be matched and all the, the all that shit? I don't know. I, I'm not sure how credible that whole fucking scenario is. Like, what did they do? They bring in fucking every single treaded fucking vehicle that they have in the town and compare it to them. Like, I don't, I just, I think you, you, I mean, I, you just go to the place where they have them and, and look at them. Well, I mean. Just heavy machinery in general. <laughs> yeah, you can't, we don't, you can't know, we don't know the brand it. of it. Could have been a fucking, it could have been a tractor. Could have been anything. We don't know. Well, there's no pictures, so it's hard to tell, but I, I'm just saying well, if exactly. there's a tractor, it go, it's not just going to be there. It's going to have a track all the way back to where it parked. Like, I think, yeah, I think this is 1979. And like Brighton said, not everybody has a large, there's not a, bunch of contracting but it, this is like he's up there because he works in forestry yeah right, right. it's a forestry but fucking they, site but they looked at the forestry equipment and they didn't have matching tracks i don't know i don't fucking, i don't give any credence to the tracks right so he, then why are we fucking talking about okay look at this okay i don't know if you're watching the live stream or i'm gonna show it here to my fellow theorists but if you're looking at the map of where his place is it's like there's roads and shit and trails all through it. I yeah, mean, they wouldn't bounce around. But there's not, there's I like, mean, there's, now there is. No, but I mean, there's not like, it's not a forestry center. It almost, now it looks like actually that's part of a golf course almost, but back then right. it's clear but cut. They, that now. was, it, when it's, they were there, they were developing that. That hadn't, yeah, but, that had, all hadn't had been developed. Yeah, yet. yeah, but you, we all, we all said, we all read that it was a meadow. It was, it was a clearing. A clearing. Right? Yeah, it was in the middle of the clearing. There's, it's not like they were actively logging the area or something. Like oh, it was they, a, they fucking drove through the area to go to where they're going. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't they, even seen the fucking tracks. So, well, that's what, I mean, that's what I mean. If there, there's like it seemed like two types of tracks, like a ladder track, which would maybe looked like, you know, like a skid steer, but then there was also like it, like those little puncture. And like, so what level? Who investigated this? The local police, local constable, yeah. fucking howdy doody, yeah, Roscoe Pico, Pico Coal Train, like fucking. <laughs> You know what I mean? The country bumpkins in fucking Edinburgh. Just, Wait, are you, you, know, are, are you yeah, discounting I, I, the cops? Are you discounting the cops in Edinburgh or Lavington? Well, did they bring in, did they bring in Scully and Mulder? Did they bring in the fucking pros? I don't know. Did they bring in Scotland Yard? I don't know. Well, they wouldn't bring, they wouldn't bring in Scotland Yard because Scotland Yard doesn't work in fucking Scotland. It's in dude, London. Right? Dude, it was Detective yeah. Constable Ian Wark. Yeah. Ian Wark. I don't know. Money a mickle, max a muckle. That's what he said too. <laughs> Are you having a stroke now? I might be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mini stroke. Um, it's it's interesting though because you know th 
some people said there's also a, a saucer shaped water tower nearby and people have the, like theorized that perhaps in some sort of stroke and hallucination like hallucination <laughs> hallucination <laughs> dude i got so big what was he's having a mini brain. he got oh, strokes okay. everywhere holy fuck what do you say Hallucination. Where, like a water Brain tower? Brain is in a constant state of mini Hallucination. Yeah. Wait, are you saying Brain... Hallucination. Are you saying that some of the accounts go that there was some type of like water tower or something there? There was a... Yeah, that maybe in the hallucination, he looked at it, saw it, and just was just fucking tripping out. Okay, well, on, on as, that point, if they were... Say it was more of an active like work zone, maybe they did have a water tower for like to fill up the tankers or whatever or some type of tower, but now it, it's hard to tell because there's no current pictures, but still, it doesn't account, for, I guess, if you had a stroke and you like, you're rip, like ripping your own clothes and like, I guess so, but mm, I don't know. I'm just saying like, you were wearing well, a pair like, of Levi's or something. How, like, I'm not ripping pants with my fingernails. Yeah, but like, depends what you're fucking actively seizing on. What are you on top of? He's on top of fucking dirt and rocks and fucking shit. Right, yeah. So you're saying he grab would grab like a handful of rocks and then no. like well he's yeah he's de de depends on what's like it, did he have a grand mall fucking seizure full body tonic colonic seizing then yeah probably you're thrashing around like if, if you've ever seen anybody is that a drink tonic colonic <laughs> no if you've ever seen anybody having a tonic colonic seizure like it's violent man very very fucking violent I I seen one it was terror it was terrifying I've never exactly. seen one in person only on. My uh, my four hour Watch first one. aid it's course kicked in, no problems. Recovery position, <laughs> recovery position, <laughs> a blanket. I I smacked some guy's hand actually. I literally went because he was trying to hold her head and grab her mouth. He's like, you have to grab her what? tongue. I was like, no, you don't. And I smacked his hand. No, good sir. No, Jeez, that guy Just did his first aid said, in like 1843. I said, let her shake. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. No, did you tell him that you immediately open up the nearest bottle of essential oils and dump it on her and she's immediately cured? I like zoned what? out for a second and now it's like, I don't remember that we were talking about seizures and all this shit about, <laughs> dude, just let her Now shake. Dan's having strokes. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. having a mini stroke tonight. Everybody's fucking stroking out this episode. Hey, buddy, Holy I'm shit. fucking stroke free. From Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 153 <laughs> Robert Taylor Incident. It's 152. <laughs> Hallucinations. I'm, <laughs> I'm Zell. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, um, let's, let's move on from hallucinations. Let's move to... Here's the thing. They interview this guy, right? This guy's always maintained the same account. If he was suffering from these kind of like medical issues, he, it was a one-off because he maintained the story and he lived till 2007. Here's the uh, thing you know, I will did... interject with that is the fact that people like, so he was saying that they thought maybe he had a seizure. A lot of times people, they have the postictal period following a seizure, which can be explained by like the being uncoordinated, being unable to speak, being very confused. You don't normally remember that period when you come out of your, when right. you come out of your postictal period. So that to me, that kind of works against it. And the other thing too, is it was never noted that he ever had another seizure. Now you, you know that's what, what I mean? I'm Like saying. the fact that you had like a one-off seizure, that's very rare. It does happen, but it's very rare. Right? Like, the the cards for stacking up this stacking up. I think to he had a stroke. I think he had a stroke. 
And he was fine. He lived to after a stroke, like undiagnosed a temporary ischemic, ischemic attack. Okay. That t- people have TIAs on a daily basis and go back to a, com- don't shake your fucking head. Cause you don't know. No, I'm, just, I'm, not. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just trying to get us to go on to the next no, I'm theory. T- I'm looking at Braden. <laughs> people have TIAs. Right. That's why it's a temporary. That's what the T stands for. You regain perfect fucking function after that. So he, he maintains his story. He maintains his story till the end of his life. I mean, discovery even did an interview with him. Um, which would have been fucking amazing. I could only imagine. Can uh, you only imagine though? I don't know. I think we, what do you think it went like, Andrew? Go start it. Uh, this is uh, Doug from discovery channel. Uh, I'm going to start the recording. It's uh, November 7th, uh, 1979. Uh, this is Doug from discovery channel and I'm with Mr. Robert Taylor. Um, Mr. Taylor, can you tell us about, uh, what happened on November 1st? I gather around, laddie. Come here. I'll tell you the story. I was walking down the forest with me, dog. And out of nowhere, there was a huge thing. Big round dome. Dark in color. Had these arms. And all of a sudden, a phalange opened. And these two spiky bulls came flying out. So two, okay, two bulls charged you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, spiky bulls. Yep. Horns, they had horns. Bulls with horns. Nah, laddie, not horns. Spikes, spiky bulls. Yeah, the the bulls. Yeah, the bulls charged you. No, yeah. no, not like the laddie, not like the animal. The bulls, you know, the round bulls. Oh, like a like a cereal bull. Okay, so round bulls. laddie bulls. Are you listening to me, son? Bulls. Okay. This is 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 this guy for real? All right, all right. You know what, Mister Taylor? I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to your wife. Uh, give you a second to calm down. You're getting a little agitated, uh, Miss Taylor. In your own words, can you tell me what happened that night? Robert came home looking terrible. Very dirty. He came in with dirty pants. Okay. Uh, And and, yeah, he had dirty pants. And um, uh, how'd they get dirty? They're very dirty. I'm going to say he probably was rolling around in the dirt and got dirty. (laughs) Yes. I understand the pants dirty. And, but I want to know how the, I know they got dirty because he was on the ground, but how did they, how did that all happen? Now I'd imagine, Sonny, his pants were touching the ground because his knees were on the ground and they rubbed yeah. on the dirt. So they got dirty. Yes. The pa- I understand the pants were dirty, but the, the, the balls. Ah, yes. His right? balls, they were still in his pants because at this time he was wearing his pants. Not, not his balls, Mrs. Taylor. The space balls. The space balls. I like the film Space Balls. Rick Roman, Romanus. No, is that how you say the, it? No? Not the, not the movie Space Balls. I don't even know if that's come out yet. <laughs> I'm talking like a spaceship, <laughs> like a spaceship, Mrs. Taylor. Goodness dear, spaceships aren't real. You know what? Just, just tell me. How, I don't know. Whatever. How'd you clean the pants? With obviously with Tide. Yeah, and you put them through the wash. Yeah. And then you hang them to dry. That's the best way to keep the trousers the same size. Because like we said, Mr. Robert has big balls. <laughs> that's, I think that's a wrap on this interview. That's <laughs> Which for real no go by ye. So Spaceballs came out in 1987, and uh, this interview would have taken place definitely after 98 because Discovery Channel didn't exist. Well, listen, Dan, they probably should have followed up on that point then, maybe. Uh, the Discovery Channel definitely interviewed him. 
I watched. I know they watched interviewed him. And they asked him about spaceballs. All I took out of that, all I took out of that interview was he his pants were dirty, dirty, very dirty pants. His very dirty pants. (laughs) Final thoughts on Robert Taylor. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, the only theory we really really covered was the there's either a UFO seizure or medical episode or some type of I don't know I I don't know what where the heavy machinery would come in but someone playing a, a bad prank on him and he decided to turn the joke around I fucking I think this guy he's a stand up dude ex military whatever we're not sure the fully extent of ex military but it seems like he's seen something he never profited he never took his story like he never really that went that public. He never did the UFO tour. He just went about his life for like for the rest of his time. Just yeah, that was the story. He never really changed it. I tend to believe people if uh, if they never change the story. And well, I'd have to shake his hand just to make sure he had a firm <laughs> handshake. handshake. That would be one cold, skinny, bony hand at this point. In time. Well, I mean, I, I, if I could go back in time, which I actually can, maybe I will try it and go back to nineteen eighty something. Shake the man's hand. UFO. Do vampires know how to travel interdimensionally and back in time? They, Is that a thing? You went too far back tonight because you look like you're in you're a vaudevillain. Mm, yes. <laughs> UFO for me. I think he's seen something. I think he got fucked up uh, by Andrew, uh, metal space balls. What do you think? Um, I definitely believe that Mr. Taylor believes he saw a UFO. That's also fair. And what do you think, though, to him? I think he had a stroke. I, I'll buy that. I think that's the likely... Option, but you know what? It's just as likely that he had a stroke as he saw a fucking alien. I don't know, but as far as right now, like I know that strokes are real. I don't know if aliens are real. So. Uh, Dan, what do you think? I think Robert Taylor is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zodiac. <laughs> the timeline. Tell me up, I'm wrong. You would have been. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, mm, I can't. Yeah. Can't. I mean, he doesn't uh, look I've, like the Zodiac at all. <laughs> How do you know that picture is of the Zodiac? It's true. It's true. Because you know what? That is the the one murder they have the drawing from. Doesn't really line up with the killings. I think Robert Taylor, you know, it's it's officially on the record that he was assaulted by balls of steel. So <laughs> it's the only UFO case where the police ended up calling it a have an cr- open criminal criminal assault. I mean, the, the the fact that they gauged him as a person they they assessed him as as a person or a personality to be credible enough for them to open an official investigation and not write it off like this dude is fucking crazy and not do anything about it they actually filed an actual report and classified it as an assault you know leads me to believe that you know he really put forth a case that i saw something and then like brayden said and zell said that story never changed and he is genuinely saw something whether this craft is some type of um it's a weird craft i mean edinburgh there are other cases uh while we while we were researching this one like there are other cases within edinburgh we might talk about there's the a70 incident the a70 incident was also an abduction was also an alien abduction case uh, involves uh hypnotic regression uh that, that happened in the 90s and whether edinburgh is Bruh. a place that edinburgh Edinburgh. 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 Am I close enough, Andrew? 
pretty close. Pretty good enough. I just know. I just know if anybody you else was saying, saying something it? that you knew the proper spelling, you'd be up their ass. So I got to be up your ass, buddy. Someone's got. Someone's so, got to. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say that, that there's strange things that happen around this area, and then that this might be just another one of them. That's something that is. Something's really weird going around that area. Which filial no go by here? <laughs> it's um, it's an interesting one for me because it has all the hallmarks of like a a classic UFO abduction case. We have the missing time, uh, you know, a lot of the dead vehicle, um, you know, all that stuff that you know the missing time. It's interesting to me, but what strikes me as odd is that we have a like a very unique UFO in this situation, right? Like his description of the UFO with the propellers, the, uh, the ball, the balls, his description of the balls. (laughs) I'll be honest. You know what comes to mind? (laughs) Exactly. Like we're Dr. Robotnik. That's what I was thinking too. Seriously. Like that's exactly what I think is Dr. Robotnik with those big spiky balls on the chain. Yeah. Level two of Sonic. Sonic. Where I was thinking like, you know, when Bowser sometimes rides in that like half shell with the propeller on the bottom. I was thinking of that too. Yeah. But it's, it's a very like unique description of a UFO to me. So that's what, that makes it interesting. The fact that he never changes his story, he never profited from it. I guess it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. It's like, well, what would you do in that situation? If you were abducted and you had the experience of Robert Taylor, how would you handle this? Would you, you know, tell the world, would you be writing books, you know, making appearances like say Travis Walton, or could you go back to your nine to five job working forestry until you die at the ripe old age of you know, 88 knowing what Robert Taylor know. And I think that's the question that I struggle with. Uh, and it's what you're going to essentially have to take into account, whether or not you believe Robert Taylor. There you have it. It's a cool, it's a cool so, story. It's a cool UFO encounter. Nothing else. Before we go, why don't we fire up the randomatron? See what it's got for us. She's running smooth. Here we go. <laughs> That mongoose file was so badass that it knocked off my Apollo picture off my stereo and shattered to a million pieces. It's because Colberry oh. fucking rips, man. That boy Colberry. Yeah, my picture of yeah. uh, a long time ago, we had a, a back in the days of the prolapser send us pictures of the original Apollo missions and I framed it and now it's shattered into a million pieces. Oh, Jesus. But that's how epic that was. So let's hear it. All right. So obviously the beginning of these things, we already know that this happens to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. Has absolutely sometimes, nothing to do with some, me some or anybody I know. Friend. You might not even maybe. like this person. Might Just not. because yeah. it's a friend of a friend him. doesn't mean it's my friend. I mean, let me friend. say, if I was looking in the mirror and I saw that looking back at me, I wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> Don't yeah. like the guy very much. Receding hairline, short, not a good guy. Piece of yeah. junk. Anyways. Yep. Looking asshole. So, as we know, for anything, you know, it's hard to terrible. it's hard to kind of give a proper description of this area. So we'd like to compare it to a certain coastal city in Western Canada. 
you know, yeah, kind like, of like a climate, like British Columbia-ish, you know what I mean? West Coast-ish? Yeah. West Coast-ish, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe Terrace or like somewhere like that, but West, maybe bigger. West. So maybe just no, go with Vancouver. No, more metropolitan, like a city. Oh, so like Vancouver then, yeah. like Vancouver's you know, they coastal got, city, BC. Big yeah, city. Okay. Sounds right. Big city, yep. So just like this 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 fictional place I'm talking about, just like that, you know, Vancouver, they do have similarities because yeah. this this particular city we're talking about right now is actually experiencing two different pandemics at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. This this city is hitting like unprecedented numbers of overdoses at this moment, like getting absolutely fucking destroyed with overdoses. As in, like we. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had hit a hit an all time high of 141 overdoses in one day. It's bad, fucking bananas. It's crazy, really bad. So this is probably going to shock you when the story starts and takes place during an overdose call. So the ambulance gets called, ALS ambulance, BLS ambulance. Our friend is on the BLS ambulance, of course, rushing to the scene. Twenty something male. Suspected narcotic overdose, unsure. It's in the middle of a very prominent street. We could say something like maybe Granville Street would be a good similarity to it. Um, Working this overdose. And right away, this overdose is very bizarre because, you know what I mean? Right off the bat, you realize he's got no respiratory rate. His oxygen saturation levels are completely in the tank. Like we're talking maybe 20% at this point in time. He's cyanotic, which means he's He's a color blue because he's not oxygenating, uh, because he's not breathing on his own. I thought so, that meant goodbye. What does cyanotic? Cyanotic? No, mm, cyanara. Cyanara. Yeah. Oh. Um. Anyways, so very blue presenting, you know, and of course we don't like to stereotype, but they're presenting like a individual that maybe is not living in a particular home, maybe on the street or in a you know a care home or a facility of some tour a less sort. A less fortunate individual exactly that's a good way of explaining it so we get there and we're running what we're assuming is a narcotic overdose but the big weird part about this is the fact that his pupils aren't pinpoint which we know with narcotics with opioids your big. pupils constrict they don't dilate this individual's pupils are dilated but as of late we've had a lot of mixing with our drugs right so it's hard to say run it as a opioid overdose we throw the pharmacy at this poor individual, do every single thing we can, worked him, CPR, in, uh, interosseous IVs and potions, pushing every, epinephrine, everything, intubated. This guy, unfortunately, after an hour and a half worth of CPR, does not make it. Now, this is the middle of the summer. Everybody's wearing their half mask respirators because of COVID. Everybody's wearing full face shield glasses and gloves and like gowns, everything. So this is horrible. This is the middle of the day. You're sweating. It's horrible. It's crazy. And after like an hour and a half of, of working a CPR call, you take your gloves off and like it water comes just pours out. out. Yeah. So after the doctor gives us orders over the phone to call it, we're like, okay, you know, this is sad. This is, horrible. This was a long call. Like I cannot wait to get back to the station, change my uniform and, you know, get back out there. All of a sudden, while we're wiping down our equipment and a monitor, a taxi cab comes flying around the corner and the door pops open and you look up and the, the person driving the cat taxi cab looks at us and he's like, six people just got stabbed around the corner. 
Uh, you guys should go check it out. It's like, oh shit. Hop in the ambulance, boot around the corner. And the first thing you see is this like 20 something female stumbling towards the ambulance, holding her intestines in both her hands. I guess an individual saw them standing outside and ran by these people with a, with an exacto knife and just eviscerated them basically in the abdomen. So we have sliced them? six people. Pardon me? Just like <sighs> sliced them. Sliced. Just ran by. That's. But the interesting thing about this was the fact the that it was so. That's the exact reason I don't wear midriffs. It didn't. It didn't perforate any of the bowels though, because it, it's an exacto knife. It was so slight. It just. It just exposed like it would. It just exposed the intestines. Like nothing was perforated, and all of a sudden it's like, wow! You go from this overdose call, getting your ass kicked, to six people work. The worst part about this call is the fact that there's really not much you can do for these people other than get them to the nearest fucking hospital, 150 milligrams of gasoline, pedal the fucking metal and go. <laughs> right? Like it was fucking horrible. Like basically what you do is you soak dressings with normal saline and hold them on their abdomen so they can keep their intestines fucking wet. And that's pretty much it. Two large bore IVs and go. And like, this is right in the middle of COVID. COVID in BC right now is at its heights. So the emergency rooms are packed. ICUs are packed. And then you come in with six people. We had people in the fucking bed, people sitting in chairs beside us because we had nowhere to put them. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was Terrible. horrible. It wasn't much fun. Anyway, tell your, tell your friend of a friend that I feel sorry for him. And yeah, I feel sorry for him too. He should, he should, probably, leave, he should probably leave his job for a smaller, less violent city. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Maybe a city surrounded by a nice, beautiful lake. A lake with mountains, yeah. smaller your populations. May, maybe start a small business with his friends. Oh, just, that's even a good idea. That's a better idea. Yeah. Hopefully you, it pays well. We're all like-minded individuals doing the same thing that you love. Hmm. And that, I should, I'll let him know. I don't really know him that well, but I'll let well, him know. Well, yeah, you, you got to let your friend know to let him know. To let know. Him, yeah. yeah, it goes down a few, a few layers, but... Unfortunately, it's like the telephone game, though. So hopefully he'll know what we're talking. Zell, about. you got new Patreons? Yes, we've. Uh, I took a week off, so we uh, got a few more than normal. But if you are supporting Let's the show at some names three dollars or more per month, we uh, give you a shout out on the show to say thank you very much. Uh, so this this week we got Brandon Eggerbrandt, woo, Cody Dixon. He's back. Recognize that name, yeah. Christian. Johnny Davis, Tony, Mudlust, Tim Lamb, Rhett Stanley, Brady Barrow, a long-time listener, ups his pledge to uh, the Mitra. So good luck to you, Brady. Our newest top-tier supporter, David from Texas. Matt went up. Jonathan Henderson, Stephen Holman, Justin... Travis Thorne, Jack, God damn it, Roofly. First one I'm first is one it, I fucked up is today. His middle name? Oh, I thought his middle name was God damn it. <laughs> Jack, God damn it, Roofly. That's better. I'll just change it to that. Update, update. It's like it. Jim Jimerson's <laughs> middle name. Louis Zaragoza, Maggie Baker, Johnny Tran, Fernando, NZ. Underscore Skunky Buds, Vanessa Cardenas, Kyle W, and Chloe Claire Upter Pledge. 
So thank cool. you very much. Welcome. Thanks for the support. Guys, you can always go to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast. Patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast will get you access to all of the bonus shit that we do. Yeah. And it helps the show and we greatly appreciate it. Um, do we have a theory of the week? We actually forgot to talk about that. Well, we have a, I had one picked. Oh, He's won before. I got one. He's won before, but I almost think we have to give it, it to again to him. Is it the guy that made the best picture of all time? That was amazing. So uh, he caught me in mid-transformation. Tyler Klein has me on the cover of Animorphs, turning from regular Zell to Batwing Zell. So good. (laughs) So good. Very few things in this world make me laugh out loud. (laughs) And viewing that picture, I had a really good chuckle. Really good. So thanks. It's absolute Klein. gold. That was fucking yeah, it was great. Gold. It was awesome. So if I think- you haven't seen it, go to our Instagram, Facebook group, Twitter, whatever. Go check it out. It's fucking hilarious. I think that's uh, because we, we've been struggling with theorites of the week because there's so many people that send us stuff. So if you want to get theorite of the week, I think sending something to us that we can post on social media and give you credit for is your, uh, that's your best route, I think, at this point. It's your best route, 100%. Uh, other than that, yeah, join up on our Facebook group. Follow us on all social media. Uh, we're at we're active. We're more active than we used to be. So we get we try and uh, we yeah. try and post a bunch now. So, uh, and if you're if you go there, let us know what you think about Robert Taylor. Is is, is he credible? What do you think? Let us know on our Facebook group, Instagram, whatever. Message us, and uh, you you're always going to be talking to one of us, uh, which is a cool thing. Anything else before we end this one? I think that's it. Well, as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on this goddamn Canucks playoff game. Oh, here we go. Woo! Woo! We're losing, but whatever.